0: You're listening to Thunderdog Radio. The hell do you mean (laughs) Boob? Hello? Ben just joined the podcast and his username is (laughs) Boob. Versus mine, which is the much more, like, sanitized and boring old (laughs) man. signed
1: on to, like, the official journalism forum. Uh, Mine is Boob, spelled B-E-W-B, by the way. It's not boob. I'm not a child.
0: God. I'm so sorry I mispronounced your name. I should have checked beforehand. That's what we do as broadcasters, but uh, I failed. Actually, I'm not a broadcaster, so. Warren. Yes. I forget what I was about to say. Hi. (laughs) Hi, I I guess (laughs) Evan's been bugging us to do this, so I guess I should say, this is a Thunderdog podcast. Is it? Is it? I don't know. Oh yeah, 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 it is. It totally is. Um, Wow, we're going to leave that in. You should probably record the same thing um, so that he can choose which voice he likes best.
1: Well, he's going to have to like yours because I like yours best, so we're going with yours.
0: Wow, you are something else. Let me tell you that. Wow, well, uh,
1: um, you can't be being something I, else. In about five minutes, uh, my hard-boiled eggs are going to be ready, and I'm going to run out of the room to get my hard-boiled eggs. So if you're if you're okay with that, it'd be real swell if I could go get my hard-boiled eggs.
0: That was a disturbing sound, but yes, I will just do my best to monologue uh, until you are able to come back.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Oh shoot! You know what?
1: <laughs> in, the, in the kitchen, I can hear my hard-boiled eggs boiling. Give me one second.
0: Okay. All right. So I guess this is time for the start of the monologue. So um, Ben and I haven't chatted in a little while, and it's been, I guess, seven or eight months or so since we last uploaded this podcast, which is, yeah, it's to our... To our dedicated listener, we apologize. Uh, our dedicated
1: uh, one listener uses this as a uh, sleeping aid, I believe he said. <laughs> 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 oh, my
0: gosh. It's actually a compliment because that's when I listen to most of my podcasts anyways is when I'm falling asleep. But, uh, well, it? Then I usually I usually have to listen to the same episodes like three or four nights in a row because I'll ev- inevitably like fall asleep. And I'll be like, well, that was interesting, but I want to hear more. So I try it again and then I fall asleep again. It's a vicious cycle, really
1: a vicious cycle speaking of vicious cycles uh, i was in cambridge this summer and i saw this guy uh and just just so you know if you're ever in cambridge ontario if you go down the wrong street you will know it like instantly It it's <laughs> simultaneously a beautiful place and just terrifying but um speaking of vicious cycles this dude was just beating up his bike like it, the bike was on the ground and he, was, he wasn't he was even yelling. He was just like kicking it and like winding up and oh giving, it some, giving it some good kicks. And I bet you that was a vicious cycle.
0: <laughs> so none of that story was true, was it? No, it was. Oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. How fitting. 100% happened. Now, the real question that I have to ask is what part of Cambridge were you in?
1: I guess I was in the
0: wrong part. Yeah, but like, were you in Galt? Were you in Preston? Were you in Hespler? Like, come on, man. Local people want to know. Yeah, you're right. I was in Galt. Oh, very nice. Actually,
1: local people don't acknowledge that uh, Cambridge exists. So I was in Galt, for those of you who need to know. For those of you heathens who refuse to move to the future.
0: Here's a fun fact for you, which is, I mean, it's a pretty... You knew this fact was coming because of who you're recording this podcast with, but did you know that the Canadian Pacific Railway's main line between Toronto and London, Ontario is called the Galt Subdivision? Warren, you know I didn't know that. Moving on. uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I guess we should, now that we're four minutes and 10 seconds into the podcast, I should say welcome back to Ben and Warren's Untitled Podcast. Uh, (laughs) It's probably an appropriate time um we were chatting a little bit this evening and we were finally going to speak again after a little while and uh, <laughs> after the fight after the long silent treatment and then ben was like hey we should do this podcast and i was like you know what that's a tremendous idea so i walked over to the office and i just need to say thank you so very much for that suggestion because that was the most wonderful walk i've had in i don't know how long we're currently getting a snowstorm we're getting about 15 or 20 centimeters uh today oh, that's and oh so cool i'm and, so jealous all yeah. we have is cold well we were minus 23 this morning with the wind chill so um, yikes yeah, yeah. So you get the cold and the
1: snow we have like we we did get a record breaking amount of snow but that is since stopped yeah and we're now just stuck with freezing cold and like nothing
0: well, believe it or not, you guys actually had your blanket of snow before we did because we were like bare ground up till yesterday night um, versus you guys had the the nice blanket. So uh, the north and the south have switched, it seems. It seems so. Wow. What a time to be alive. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, wow. Um, in the interest of like actually going somewhere with this conversation,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't, do <laughs> no, don't forget don't forget warren my name is Bube, and your name is w and you have to cut that part out because your last name's in there um
0: but <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure just, that out <laughs> we're, just, uh, we're just a sleep aid don't forget maybe, that maybe i just don't care anymore i don't know this is the only podcast where everything's made up and the conversation topics don't matter uh. <laughs> okay i have to get my heart so I guess I will monologue again a bit. Um, It's dark in this office, fairly quiet. There's nobody here. I've left the lights off so that I can gaze out longingly at the snow falling outside. Today is November 13, 2019 on the day of our recording this. And at the moment We, that is recording, is a bit of a stretch because I have been abandoned in favor of hard... Sorry, let me... me... I don't know where the mic is on this Mac that I'm using. Hard, boiled egg. So, I I think I got it, just judging on the waveform there. So, uh, yes, that was... I was replaced by that. I decided to make a tea shortly before we recorded this, and then I realized I had to go to the office because I don't have fast enough internet to do this at home. So... That was a bad choice. So.
1: All I can hear from, just, just for reference, my kitchen is like down the hall. All I can hear is like short little mum, rumblings and then just horrifying peeking audio of you screaming hard boiled eggs into the
0: microphone. It's a little service I provide there, Ben. Jeez Louise. That one, that one goes out to the listeners at home. Thanks. That girl, that one goes out to all the Eggy boys. Absolutely, man. Well, the
1: reason I'm making these, obviously, is because you know, like, what it's the most productive thing you can be doing. So,
0: yeah, I mean, like, you could be making eggs. So, yeah, I, I support that.
1: Yeah. Okay, you were taking this conversation somewhere, an actual place.
0: Yes, I need to tell you about the things that have happened to me uh, since we've last done a podcast. And also, like, we haven't spoken in a little while, so I guess since then, too. But anyhow, um, for our dedicated, dear viewing, listening audience, um, I moved. Yes, you And do. when I say I moved yeah I, I I don't I didn't move away from my little island up in Northern Ontario I'm still am very much on that island but I did move out of the basement of my surrogate grandparents' house and I moved into my first ever solo apartment like a big boy which is really cool so now I live in our small towns hotel slash restaurant slash bar slash apartment building slash barbershop that was built in 18 in the 1880s wow yeah a lot of things dude it is a lot of things but you know what isn't a lot of things is my floor space
1: <laughs> yeah same here uh tell me more
0: tell me more did he look like a <laughs> very good um reference there uh- <laughs> So my apartment is basically, you know, when you're sitting at your workplace and you look out into the parking lot, imagine two parking spaces like nose to nose. So it's like a very long and skinny rectangle. That is the shape and pretty much the exact size of my apartment. Uh, It's a little over 300 square feet and it's only about um, like maybe 10 feet wide. And then the rest of it is all just like. Like, like 30 feet long. So it's very, very misshapen. And I have learned that it's a very cold apartment and it did come with a space heater but if I run the space heater and my microwave at the same time, I lose power to the whole unit, and then I have to find the the fuse box and reset everything. My my room looks out over the street, which has a delightful view of the former brothel in town, as well as Wait, Wait, I didn't catch that.
1: How much are you paying, Warren?
0: Uh, surprisingly, not a ton more than my last place, which is really nice. I talked them down by a little bit from what they wanted to charge me. So super negotiating skills. So in addition to my view of the brothel, I also uh, have a nice view over a new convenience store, which has two very bright open signs that flash lights into my windows until about 1130 at night on a good day um the floors are extremely creaky and the walls are very thin so everybody can hear me walking around and i can hear a lot of noise from other people which is especially noticeable because most of the upper floor is currently being rented out by a group of guys who are building the new opp detachment in town and let me tell you they get rowdy (laughs) So that's, For some reason, yeah.
1: I thought you were going to say, they get triggered.
0: <laughs> well, Did not happen. I mean, it's possible, but, <laughs> um, and then the other thing is I hate my bathroom. My bathroom causes me great pain and upset. My bathroom is a quarter of my entire living space. And when I say that, it's not just because the apartment is small. I could literally put my circular kitchen table inside of my bathroom and put chairs around it and it would fit comfortably. It is terrible.
1: Wait, so your bathroom is like a whole room in the apartment?
0: It's a quarter to a third of my entire living space is my bathroom. <laughs> I mean, when you got to go, am I right? When you got to go, you, you can have your choice. It's, uh, it's, uh, I mean, they certainly made some room for that bathroom, is all I can say. Good reference. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So, I, I've told several people that story, by the way. I don't know how I feel can about you that. share with our listeners that story? no what? and i don't know if tonight's episode is the time to do that no you think they
1: need to wait another eight months
0: i feel like that's a story that only people that i decide to share it with and people who ben has apparently decided to share the story with will i get the privilege of hearing <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <Funny>. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: i would hate to be someone who doesn't know that story i would feel like i was a
0: horrible egg anyways yeah you're right that is disturbing um we'll we'll save it for um for our 100th episode if we
1: all right so see y'all when you're 75 that's
0: that's that's (laughs) right yeah jackass (laughs) so the good thing about this apartment is that i live on the main street downtown in my town and i am under two minutes door to door by foot from my apartment to my office which is fantastic, and I can go home for lunch now because we don't have a we don't have a lunch room, and I always like didn't know what to do when I ate my lunch at work. So now I can just go home and do that, and like play some piano to pass some time. And then it, it's just it's really wonderful to have a space of my own, and uh, it's the first time I've ever had a place of my own, and I'm just living it up.
1: Man, I'm so happy for you. Thank you, Ben. Another colleague of ours just got a place of his own. He's now he's working in radio in the radio biz. Another newsie. Out in uh, Bracebridge, so I'm really hoping that he got a place above ground.
0: I yeah, I hope so too. I I really do. Um, I actually did a little bit of Google Maps snooping the other day, and I found out that on my trips home from Northern Ontario to Mississauga, it only would add about forty or so kilometers to my to my one way trip if I detoured over to Bracebridge. So I think I'm gonna do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I was talking with uh, a couple of our friends, to our close friends. And I was like, maybe I'll be able to visit him on the way up to see Warren when I finally go up to visit. And they were like, well, yeah, if you are going to do that, by the way, we want to come. So that's oh, exciting.
0: That's really cool. Full disclosure, I have a pull-out couch and not a lot of floor space. So we'll have to put a little the Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> You'd seriously probably be more comfortable there. It's sad. Oh, my God, I kind of want to in like a, in a weird way. Only if we can put the kitchen table in there and have a meal in there just to say we did it. I don't know. It'll make a great story. We won't, we won't even have to bring in four chairs. There's one, there's one already in there. Okay. Double duty. Okay. I use the word duty intentionally. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tell me about yourself, Ben. What's new oh, and exciting? Hold on, hold on, For you moved. Um, I moved, what, I moved. What month was that? that me, I, it was beginning of September that I moved in. Do you remember? Okay. So
1: let's see. In September, well, I don't know. I was anchoring on the weekend, and I anchor a local radio newscast. And so on the 21st of September, I managed to play classic tune by Earth, Wind & Fire on air, which was nice. I'd say that was exciting.
0: I happened to be listening at the time. I did not know that this was happening, and I heard the song and... I honestly thought it was part of a commercial or something. It didn't clue in until you said something along the lines of, Yeah, thanks for putting up with me. And I lost it. I was laughing so hard to myself in my apartment and it was great. <laughs> in your bathroom? <laughs>
1: yeah. It was John's idea, though. Our, our friend John was the one who sent it to our group chat. He was like, Y'all know what day it is. And I was like, Oh my gosh. That's, the one that's going on in the air right now.
0: See, I tried to do something similar when he was talking, when Ben was talking about uh, a roundabout issue in in his community and uh, controversy (laughs) over the use of roundabouts. But my suggestion came in very close to the end of the show, so unfortunately it was not able to make it into rotation.
1: Yeah, I was sad that I couldn't do it. It was just, it was really busy. Wasn't that on, uh, wasn't that this
0: Monday? Uh, It was either this past weekend or the one before. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's probably This, this past
1: week, yeah. week has been extremely busy. This whole week I was filling in as afternoon anchor during the well, weekday. Awesome. Which you should have told me. I would have listened. I appreciate that. I, I'm sorry I didn't. It was just so insane how many stories we had. Like Monday was the first big snowstorm, so everybody lost their minds. <laughs> uh, yesterday was crazy, too. And then today, uh, some there was an adult and their kid that got hit by a train in
0: Oh, was my slutty. gosh. I saw that on Twitter, actually, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was... It, it's been busy. It's Like, busy is good, but some of the stories that have been coming out have been just brutal.
0: Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't envy anybody who has to report on stuff like that. That's...
1: Yeah. Now, speaking of reporting on stuff... Yes. There is a restaurant coming to your island, no?
0: Oh, boy. There is the people are out with their pitchforks and I, they do have pitchforks cause we are a very agricultural and rural society. Uh, my Island is famous for not having any sort of fast food chains. We have a few chains on the Island. Like there's a Rona, there's a home hardware, but in terms of like fast food and like non, non rural living themed chains, it's there. They just don't exist. And many people are very happy of that because it's kind of like a step back in time to the day when mom and pop shops ruled the land and, and bread cost a nickel and, uh, (laughs) and we played on our swings and we made our own fun. Damn it. No multimillion dollar arenas. That's in a whole other story. Um, So then the day came last week when our town council held a meeting and they decided to approve the appointment of somebody named Warren Schloty to the municipal library board. Really? As well as. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold
1: on.
0: Hold on. What? What? I just joined the library board. Please explain. We're going on a bunny trail. Hop, 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 hop. All right. I'm not going to hop to it. Um, We well, like all smaller municipalities that have libraries, they have a little board that helps to oversee the operations and whatnot. And so I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe I'll throw my name into that. And I can give a little bit back to my community, get some experience, you know, being on councils and getting a a side of how the other side of meetings works, because I usually sit in them and report on them. So, this would give me uh, a better perspective. So, I was like, I'll join the library board. They were looking for somebody. They were saying they were hoping for somebody young. And I was like, well, I'm the only young person that lives on my island. So, uh, they're probably calling out to me. (laughs) I I threw my name in. Young, everybody turns their heads in unison and looks at you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just cocks their heads to the side. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So. I actually, the whole thing kind of happened out of order, but maybe I shouldn't probably get into that because I haven't officially joined or started my position on the board yet. And I probably shouldn't try to rock the boat too much to the one listener. Well, yeah, that would
1: be just defamatory. Don't even go there.
0: Yeah, exactly. But uh, anyhow, procedures were followed in strange orders and I am now on the library board. Uh we were supposed to have our first meeting yesterday but it got canceled because there was a lack of hustle. Uh so hopefully next week they'll reschedule it.
1: Having fun isn't hard when you're on the library board. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> okay.
1: Slogan up there on
0: my island. <laughs> I, I, I should get it on a t-shirt that, uh, that might be, that might be good. Anyways. Uh, so the other thing they passed at that meeting, which was, you know, kind of less interesting, but, uh, still, you know, of note, uh, Tim Hortons is coming to my Island and people are pissed. Also people are excited, but mostly people are pissed. Okay. Can you, <laughs> the next
1: time you do a local news broadcast, Which is something else you have to update our listeners about. Um, Oh, yeah, I guess so. Can you start it with, Tim Hortons is coming to the island, and people are pissed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Details at 11.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Details at 11, if we're all still alive. the Streets are on
0: fire. Much like their roast, the future looks dark. Oh my gosh. Double, double trouble. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't do an article titled that. that no, there's still time. There's going to be a lot there's more controversy. Still time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, lots of uproar over that, but it's going ahead. Uh, Shovels will probably be on the ground in the spring. And I've spoken with both the developer and the person who's going to be the franchisee and well the franchisee wouldn't talk to me but um, yeah, he, he did, did confirm it they wouldn't yeah he, you? yeah he was like it's too early in the process we'd prefer just to go through corporate for anything so i'm like okay oh, i'll just talk yeah, to you gosh. later but yeah I, 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 but th- this is the guy who has three other tim hortons in the uh, in the, the general region on the mainland of where i live so uh the guy's well known and he, he knows a thing or two about Tim's.
1: I mean I guess if you gotta be known for something. Man, that guy, let it be said of him. He knows something about Tim Hortons.
0: <laughs> and he doesn't just collect the hockey cards either.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of hockey, um when we are recording this, we're just a couple of days after Don Cherry getting fired.
0: By your company, by yeah, that's wild. My
1: company. And if you haven't figured out who I work for yet or where I live. Frankly, you haven't done any research. <laughs> um, no, yeah, but it's it's technically by my company. Obviously, it's not by my radio station or you know, yeah, it, it's technically by my boss if you go high enough oh, up. We <laughs> we did get an email from um, the night of, which is also interesting, covering it because it's like Don Cherry has been fired by this company. <laughs> legendary broadcaster Don Jerry has been removed because of us Um, (laughs) no but we got an email like that that very same day of this guy and it just says no longer listening, and then in the email he's like, I am deprogramming all of your stations, including this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, and I'm also deactivating my Rogers internet and telephone and a lot of things about Don Cherry. And did you see the protests that were out front in Toronto today?
0: I did not. Okay.
1: I would like to highlight a couple of things. One of them was Don Cherry did nothing wrong, because I just find it hilarious when people say so-and-so did nothing wrong. Um, yeah. And the other two, I said, well, there was a lot more. There was a lot more legitimate protesters, but this one, these two people, one said, one said CBC sucks, and the other one said, Communist Broadcasting Corporation, bring Don Cherry back. And I don't think they know. <laughs> I don't think they know that Don Cherry does not work for CBC.
0: I can understand the confusion. I can
1: too, except you're out front of the Rogers Building.
0: Well, the, well, the problem is like they're still they still have a partnership, right? Like they like it still airs on CBC. But right. in that yeah, case, yeah. go stand out front of the CBC. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was a questionable choice of signs. Although I do love the sound of Communist Broadcasting Corporation. Especially because it's red. <laughs> it just kind of makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, you know? and
1: whenever they're fear-mongering, you can call it the Red Scare.
0: Oh, of course. Mm. I'm trying to find pictures of the protests, but I'm currently in, I think, Egypt? No, Iraq. Wow, I am not cultured. Um, there's Chick-fil-A. What the hell are you, yeah. what are you doing? What are you doing right now? I, start, oh. I Google image search Don Cherry protests, and now I'm in Hong Kong.
1: Okay, fair enough, honestly.
0: I hear it's it's, beautiful uh, this time of year. Well, depends where you are. Okay, here's a picture of Don Cherry wearing a poppy with a gold maple leaf pin as the center. Which, as any respecting person who is familiar with poppy etiquette will tell you, that is disrespectful because it takes away from the traditional look of the poppy. You are only allowed to have a black, or in some cases, a dark green insert in the center of the poppy. So Don Cherry... That's, that's all I have to say. I, I'm not going to make a a, a statement, but check yourself, Don. Yeah. Don. Showed him. <laughs> didn't, didn't see that one coming.
1: Uh, in other news, Don Cherry gets wrecked by a journalist from up north who tells
0: him to check himself. On a podcast with one listener.
1: <laughs> and you know what, one listener? We do this for you. Oh, of course. Me and Warren don't even want to talk ever since the incident, but we do this for you anyways yeah
0: exactly
1: um all right so in september you moved let's see what else happened around september uh I don't even know. thinking back is a challenge i know i know that's that's probably the most challenging part about all this i i can tell you um i have been waiting to share this it's not not a development so don't get too excited i'm not okay I'm not like I'm not like you where I save up these big massive things and then uh, drop them on you. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? Going back, I saw Joker. Did you see it? No, I haven't watched
0: a movie in several years. Okay, fair enough. what, what, do, you, what do you mean a movie? <laughs> oh, I haven't watched a new release movie in okay. several years. Okay, I was yeah. gonna say, holy! It was it was funnier the other way, but whatever. Yeah, I'm sorry, I ruined it. Uh,
1: joker for any of you listening all you film buffs it was good that's about it uh that's my hot take that's my review and cool. oh the
0: election happened the election happened right. our first election as working journalists yeah. how cool was that
1: our first election as working journalists oh man for wow. me it was it was very stressful i i pulled a double shift and went i'm sure you did too I don't know.
0: Well, we always do on Mondays, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Sorry, that's a weekly thing for you. I pulled a double shift and I went from... So I did a full day of doing traffic reporting. And then I went into election mode, which I was on the web desk. So I was doing... I was tweeting. I was putting things up on the internet. I uh, I was doing breaking news alerts, which is like an email system. And it's a big convoluted process for every single one you have to do. I was tracking things, writing them up for the news anchors and there was just a full house and some of our reporters were in the office until 3 30 it was bananas but it was oh, really yeah. fun and we had this writing this friggin writing and this is why some reporters were there until 3 30 was this one writing was like 200 votes difference but it okay let me take you through this process okay we're waiting on the writing to come in uh, all the different polling stations are coming in and then it just kind of stops with like 15 left. Right. And we're like, oh, okay, maybe they're slowing <laughs> down to they're slowing down to like count them carefully because it's such a close race. Like, oh, that makes sense. A uh, reporter who's a reporter attends the after party of whoever we think is going to be the winner so that they can get the interview and then they can come back and do right. up a voicer and like put it on the air. Um, so our, our person is hanging out at the place And it's approaching like two o'clock in the morning and we're still not seeing any results come in. And eventually they get kicked out of the bar that they're (laughs) hosting the after party in with the incumbent candidate. (laughs) So get this, it turns out someone who was counting the votes got tired and quit and took the votes home with them and decided to not tell anyone about that. And Elections Canada is investigating.
0: Well, how do you just take votes <laughs> home with you? They
1: didn't tell anyone who needed to know. They didn't tell the candidates. They didn't tell uh, any of the media. They told no one. And they were just like, yeah, we'll this... do it tomorrow. It's not like anyone's waiting on this.
0: <laughs> that is absurd. Was absolutely
1: absurd. It was Incredible! And the next day, when we finally got the results in, after running the stories of about you know elections Canada is investigating a local writing, after we finally got the results in, we called the candidate who won, which was not the incumbent, and we were like, "Hey, uh, we kind of need to get you on the air. We want to get you on the air right now because you're because oh right, and his campaign manager was like, "Why? (laughs) (laughs) Like, because you won? He's like, "What? No one told us
0: this." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that is a nightmare. We actually um we we had a similar, well not not too similar, but like um it was it was it was kind of similar in that like we got a lot of results in and then it just paused for a long time and then eventually the last few did trickle in. But um we we kept calling repeatedly repeatedly our conservative candidate uh who was not ultimately successful in our writing. But like, we just like never, he never picked up the phone and we're like, don't you have your phone on you? Like it's election night. You're expecting the media to call you for comments. And uh, I eventually got a call from two days later. He's like, Oh yeah, I had my other phone with me. Oh my God. (laughs) What? So I just don't get it. Like that was, I don't know, man
1: for like politicians are usually, well, no, that's not true. You know what I was going to say? I was going to say politicians are usually so good at communicating. That is a that is completely wrong. What am I talking about?
0: Well, I I, I understand like where this guy was coming from totally. It's just it, it just seemed odd, you know, that you wouldn't be available on election night. Oh yeah. And and
1: by the way, funniest moment of the night, which I was in like I was in kind of a daze just constantly doing work and just like pumping out what I was doing. That sounds Terrific. Anyways, I was just pumping out what I was doing. And the one moment that made me just throw my head back in laughter was Maxime Bernier not winning his own riding. Oh, my oh gosh. gosh. I laughed so much. And for our listener, if you support the People's Party, uh, party uh, <laughs> good are you. Uh, if jokes. jokes. Welcome to the podcast. I'm a quarter of a century old. Um, no, if you support the People's Party, it. good for you. But I have such a beef with Maxime Bernier that that whiny, oh my gosh, I couldn't. I, wow. All right, let me tell you about this. Okay, we gave the People's Party disproportionate coverage during the election. We gave them so much coverage on our talk shows, on our news wheels, and then they just kept going ahead with their narrative complaining that the mainstream media didn't want to cover them. Like they were caught the candidate local to us was tweeting this. And so we reached out to him actually, no, our talk show producer tweeted at him and he was like, uh, Hey, do you remember us inviting you onto the show? <laughs> it was ludicrous. And no matter how much the Canadian media covered Maxime Bernier, he just kept talking about some conspiracy about the mainstream fake news media, whatever the hell, that didn't want to cover him, but that that was not true, and I hated it so much. so when election night came around and Maxime Bernier and his People's Party of Canada won no seats, I felt great.
0: Well, given that context, I can understand your personal griping with it um, definitely um I definitely we we had a PPC candidate as well, and he also shared some like anti media. Sentiment, but I work for a pretty small publication, so um, maybe that didn't count as far as he was concerned of of official, you know, mainstream media coverage. But uh, I'm really happy we did get onto the election topics. I did find a couple of other other things that I wanted to get to, but I will let you continue with your, uh, your honestly. Thoughts I, don't,
1: I don't know. I think um, I think it, it was pointed out by someone else. This election was really interesting because. Except for the People's Party. It seemed like
0: everybody got what they wanted. Do you notice that? I hadn't really thought about that very much, but uh, I think, well, yes and no. Like, there were a lot of compromises made, but I think the end results did give at least something to everyone.
1: Well, other than the Conservatives. But the Conservatives gained power, gained more seats, right?
0: I they, they gained a lot of power, especially that block in the West. Yeah, that's like, huge. That is huge. Yeah, they gained a
1: lot of power. The Liberals maintained their government. The NDP... Well, uh, the NDP didn't do so great, to be quite honest with you. The NDP lost, but they did better than they were projected to do, especially at the beginning of the campaign where they didn't have a hope in the world. And the real winner, mm-hmm. the real winner of this election, is the Bloc Québécois.
0: Uh, I was hoping you were going to say the People's Party, but anyways. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wow, it's the Bloc Quebecois. They they gained so much ground. It was insane. Like they haven't they haven't been this popular in years, and now there's so much of just Quebec centered interest in Parliament. Yeah, they. I would say the Bloc Quebecois came out with the most advantage after this election.
0: Yeah, what's the opposite? Like they were. It was like a reverse landslide. The opposite of a landslide, a push up. A push up. Yes, the the block did a push up. Mm. (laughs) well they got swole Mm -hmm. you can't deny that (laughs) Mm, i don't know really bulked up on their numbers super good (laughs) yeah so i i had a couple of interesting moments this election uh one of which on the ndp front uh I'm sure you remember that video of Jugmeet Singh walking through that market in—I think it was in Montreal. Oh yeah. And, or it reminded me in Quebec City or whatever. And that guy was like, "Hey, you should cut off that turban if you want to win or something like that." Yeah. Um, I retweeted that and I added some sort of snappy comment about like it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. Like you, you should agree that this is pretty gross and like this, this kind of thinking has no place in Canada, in, in like, a, a, a proper Canada. And uh, I went low-key viral on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Which has ne- never happened to me, which is just kind of weird because, like, I would click away my notifications and then there would be, like, four more notifications. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> but uh, I just looked at it. I got 384 yeah. likes, 116 retweets. Wow. And 15 comments. All right. So,
1: well, you're basically... You're just probably the most famous member of the
0: library board on Island. Uh, I probably am. Yeah. I mean, it's all downhill from here. It's, it's not going to get any, it's not going to get any better than this. (laughs) it's, It's, it's checkout time, man. But an interest, another interesting thing happened was it that I'm not sure if it was that day or the day afterwards, but uh, every federal and provincial election, uh, the newspaper at which I work hosts a all-candidates night for all the candidates in the riding. And uh, we just use the local high school, rent out their, their cafetorium. And uh, it's basically everybody gets to make a statement. And then we just basically, it's town hall style. So people from the floor just ask questions. And uh, then there's like a moderator that kind of just keeps the flow and, and everything and all that oh but they chose me to be the moderator oh so i got to actually kind of play a more direct role in the process of democracy with this election that's awesome so cool
1: that is so cool what kind of things did you ask
0: uh, I didn't ask many things because I was mainly there just to facilitate. Okay, give your statement, and then now, like, let's talk to this person on the floor. My job was basically like, can you please get to the question, or your time is up, please stop talking. Uh, because when people ask questions, they like to really ramble and tell like a, a backstory for a few hours before they get to the actual question. So
1: yeah did you see the did you see the Globe and Mail journalist in the national debate? Who was moderating? Uh
0: I only caught bits and pieces of the national because that was a production night for us as well. But uh I, I can't remember if I saw the Globe and Mail portion.
1: That's okay. There was this woman from the Globe and Mail, and she was the best mod it was interesting how like the different moderators seemed to reflect the attitude of the paper that they were from. Mm-hmm. Like maybe not that's not the case. It just like seemed that way. The Toronto Star one was <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I'm not trying to insult any pub- publications here. It was just funny how distinct their styles were. The Toronto Star moderator could not stop anyone from talking. <laughs> the one from CBC maybe was like really kind of like mean, and you could tell the candidates were kind of pissed off. That so that would be Rosie
0: Barton,
1: yeah. No, 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 no. Okay, it wasn't the CBC. Yeah. Uh no, Rosie Barton was great. Um, well, she's just
0: she's just stern. Like she's she's like no punches holds take no punches and, like, she...
1: Yeah, 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 but the Globe and Mail woman was the best. She was the most strict and she was, like... She just... She would jump in right at the moment they were done and be like, you're done, you're done, you're done. And (laughs) (laughs) there was this one where they kept... They kept, like, talking over each other, and she was like, excuse me, gentlemen, you're out of time. You're out of time. You've talked over each other, and now you are out of time. And somebody <laughs> retweeted it, and they were like, this is the spirit animal of this entire debate.
0: <laughs> I remember that, but I can't remember who that was. Oh, that yeah. was good. Yeah, that was
1: a good moment. Her and Rosie Barton were my favorite moderators.
0: Yeah, they're they're good at what they do, for sure. But
1: I'm, I mean, next to you, of course. I'm sure you were great.
0: Well, I mean, I, I dabble, but... Uh... do you follow any sports
1: um i'm kind of forced to in a way we talk about sports a lot
0: i've actually kind of like low-key become my newspaper's sports reporter and i'm very uncomfortable you've got to be kidding me no like i i I report on the boys' and girls' hockey teams at the high school, and I just got a call from the volleyball coach last week who was like, hey, we're going to the Northern Ontario Secondary Schools Association because we won. Let's do a story. And I'm like, okay, I don't know anything about you. but <laughs> so." so.
1: Uh, in the game, they hope to hit the volleyball and keep it from hitting the floor. Uh...
0: There were players and they were boys. They identified as boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But I asked because I've recently decided that I want to start following a professional sports team that is from the uh, a nearby city, which is Sudbury. Uh, they're called the Sudbury Five and they play in the uh, I think it's called the National Basketball League of Canada. Yeah. And the the reason I ask about that is because I believe has a team, or I'm not sure which one it We is, do. He has a, the, that's, that's them, yes. We're really good. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm thinking that uh, I could cheer for Sudbury, you could cheer for the teams, and then we can just, ah. you know, have a little fun, uh, fun ribbing.
1: We could have a sports rivalry about a sport we don't understand. Let's do it! I'm so excited. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna kick your ass, and uh, and whoever has the better season, uh, the has to, has, gets bought the case of beer by the loser.
0: Okay, Maxime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess he must be buying a lot of beer right now. Yes, uh, he
1: got the maximum <laughs> amount of votes possible
0: uh-huh 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 uh, yeah. we had a rhinoceros party candidate in our riding did you i'm so jealous oh my gosh he's hilarious um he wanted to create a electric ride uh, ride share or vehicle share program for snowmobiles atvs and side-by-sides and it was going to be very electric very expensive and very great um yay did you elect him I've, unfortunately, he did, not, he did not win the plurality in our writing. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, What's the point? Well, I mean, on the other hand, uh, an interesting uh, thing that happened in our election, and my train of thought has just actually completely disappeared. And this is really oh, awkward you. because I'm in the middle of trying to describe exactly what it is that I'm saying. And it's just gone. And I'm hoping that if I kind of (laughs) filibuster this for long enough, it'll come back and I can make it kind of seamlessly. But, uh, you you keep going on this. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to
1: offer any assistance by changing the subject.
0: Well, it's good because it actually did come back to me and another platform, point of his was to take all control of like the tobacco industry away from like private corporations and uh, put it entirely in the hands of indigenous peoples across Canada. Uh, Because as I'm sure everybody listening to this knows, because you know, they're saying cigarettes cause cancer or at least contribute to one's risk factors for cancer. So the rationale behind this decision was that having indigenous people controlling all the cigarettes and making all that revenue while they're also harming people would be their equivalent of a smallpox blanket for whiteies. And I quote that directly from his platform.
1: Dear Lord, <laughs> did he get elected? He
0: got a few votes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my God. Yeah. Hey, speaking of whiteies and me, I am a whitey. Um Sorry, you can continue or I can change no, the that's, subject. That's
0: basically it.
1: Big yikes. Yes. Um <laughs> This summer, I was at a farm of my relatives and I was helping my dad He was, we were moving brush, so we were just moving a ton of brush, we're moving it into this massive pile, which is just like, I don't know, maybe half a kilometer down, half a kilometer away in a field, and it's just this big pile that's going to get burned at some point. We're just going to light it on fire, and it's going to burn, and it's a great idea. Happens a lot around Um, here. So we're dragging brush, but it was heavy and there was a lot of heavy brush and I didn't realize while I was lifting it that I used my back wrong, but I must have used it wrong like for a lot of the day because I was injured as hell. Like I had a cane. I was barely able to get upstairs. It was ludicrous. My whole upper body was lopsided. My only one side of my back was, like, barely hanging on, basically. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was rough for, like, a solid week. And then I was pretty much okay. Um, so then after that, you know, I got back into the gym, and I I healed up, and I was fine. But then one day, I lift just this, this pair of 10-pound dumbbells, and a, a, my back seizes up, and I had to drop the dumbbells. Because I couldn't lift them. And I was like, okay. Something something wrong. Uh, and So I went out for the rest of the day and I was hanging out with my girlfriend. And we... It's like, slowly throughout the day, well, you know when you get a back injury, it slowly just gets worse and worse?
0: I can't really say I've been there, unfortunately.
1: Okay, well, for those of you who don't know, it just gets worse and worse throughout the day. So that's what was happening. We were trying to we were on a date and we were walking around and I was just like <laughs> barely holding on. So she suggests I go to a chiropractor and I did. And this was in September and I had gotten injured back in like July or like June, something like that. And so after putting my back into place, which was quite painful, he says to me, yeah, you, did you have an earlier injury? I was like, yeah, I, got injured doing brush and he's like oh okay yeah your back never healed and you have been lopsided since that happened
0: oh my goodness which actually
1: makes sense because when I was running on treadmills I noticed that my one foot was like hitting the treadmill faster than the other my hips were like uneven and I just didn't notice
0: oh my gosh but I'm okay now how do you heal from that? You get chiropractored. Okay. Did you get like cracked up into shape or
1: Yeah, like he he like lifted my one leg like up into my chest and then like contoured me into this weird position and then pushed on my back really suddenly and it hurt like hell.
0: Huh. Huh. But it worked out okay in the end.
1: It all worked out okay in the end, but this is what you have to look forward to when you are twenty-five. Wow, I can't wait.
0: Yay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it won't always be sunshine, rainbows, and library boards, Warren. <laughs>
0: <sighs> That's really tragic. It was something else.
1: Okay, so this this uh twenty minute bunny trail aside, I was gonna tell you an update. Great. I applied for a position with the news station that is in Toronto and is a kind of like the flagship station of my brand. Yeah. Right. Um, and the news director was like, they were like, hi, Ben, let's, uh, this is what they say when they want an interview. They'll say, let's chat. So she was like, let's chat. Um, is there a day you can come to Toronto? So I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. How soon can you do it? She's like, come to Toronto in two days. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I come to Toronto. Uh, I got to stay over with a dear friend in Oakville, which That's was great. Cool. And I get there and I, I'm nervous, but I'm also like, I'm not sure if it makes sense to go to Toronto at this point anyway. So th- those are the best interviews where you have nothing to lose, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I go in um, and I meet this woman and she's so nice.
0: I think, I, is this is this the same person that we've met before?
1: Um, starts with an A. I,
0: I didn't know you had met her before. I think when we... Because the two of us visited there. Yeah. Was was she there at that time?
1: Uh, yeah, she would have been there, but I have no memory of the people I met.
0: Yeah, well, I've also met her, like, in previous occasions at, like, when, when she came to do, like, talks at our school and stuff to get people to do internships with them and, and such. Anyways, I, I know her, but yeah. That
1: is excellent. Yeah. She definitely doesn't uh, remember
0: me, but anyways.
1: <laughs> she's the one who I talked to. She was... Just incredible. She was so nice. We laughed like the whole time. Um, I got to meet, since I use these people's voices in my newscasts all the time, because Toronto will make newscasts that are more national stories, so you can pull the audio and use it. Right. So I've heard these people for like a year now. I've been listening to their voices and using their stuff. So I'm kind of like a, I'm kind of a fan of like all of them. (laughs) And I got to meet them all and they all also knew who I was. No way both because one of my relatives does work there and he and they know who I am and they think it's funny that I work for the green brand right but also as it turns out because the news director has been listening to my work and has been like waiting for a good position that she can hire me for what
0: is that not insane in the membrane I've never been more flattered in my life that that's unbelievable. Like what a call
1: up i yeah, I, I didn't know what to say. I was in so much I was in so much shock. It was so it was so yeah. strange. I asked for feedback after the whole process. She got me to do a to like write up copies on and then do a quick newscast. Which I did uh, pretty quickly, I think. Anyways, and I was like, I asked her for feedback in an email after, and she's like, "Nope, no feedback." (laughs) Also insane because I'm like, "You're the you're the news director in Toronto. You have feedback. I feel like you're just being (laughs) nice, um, or
0: you don't want to take." She won't give you feedback until 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 she hires you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But here, the conversation was this: she was like. I don't know if it makes sense to bring you to Toronto right now because we're going through this thing where, oh, right. Our news director is, uh, <laughs> he is now out of a job. Um, uh, yeah.
0: It's a so changes. I knew that things were like, not fantastic there. Yeah. So if changes have been like, people have. Been- yeah. Yeah. Let me get into that in a second. But she okay. said,
1: I don't know if it makes sense to bring you to Toronto because there's so much happening in Kitchener. Uh, basically, the big boss is the interim news director for Kitchener. So he's really busy and he his hiring abilities are not great right now because he is so busy. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, she said, the only thing I have right now is part time and you can't survive here on part time pay. Yeah. So I only want to bring you here if I can pay you in a way that makes sense for you to move closer. Wow. And I was like, "That is so honest and considerate. Like, it's just—it was the best possible scenario. I could not have imagined a better meeting if I tried."
0: I can't either. It was that's shocking, unbelievable. So basically, that's just like a a thing that's on the back burner and just gonna be sitting there until until it gets hot or
1: uh, yeah, exactly. Like, well, yeah, wow. that that's kind of where we're at. I'm just. Now I sit.
0: So not that this is like the ultimate, like the end goal or anything, but like for the time being, like you're kind of set. I'm, I'm set
1: because I think I see a next step. Um, I've also been getting a lot of encouraging feedback from different coworkers who are telling me to, they're telling me to apply beyond that company and that station yeah and I, I I don't know it's it's interesting I can't tell because you know the the industry of radio there's a lot of frankly there's a lot of people in this industry who have rose colored glasses there's a lot of people who are like I I'm going to I'm going to make it big and I'm going to be the next um, big boy but like I I applied to radio on a whim because I was working in a restaurant and I was out of school for public relations and i hated pr so i was like whatever i did radio for a summer once i guess i'll apply to something i don't know
0: plus you did like a tv newscast that went live uh (laughs) on the internet so you had experience yeah it's like i did have yeah i did have that i can't wait for that to come back
1: and haunt me somehow
0: oh both of us good lord
1: um yeah (laughs) Parking lot, RIP. No, but there's there's been a lot of encouraging feedback. And I I think my brain is just shifting into a mindset where I'm like, maybe I actually could potentially make a career out of this. I never yeah. planned to, is the thing. Really? No. I, I plan to do it and see what happens and then find a real job. Hmm. But I, d- I don't... Because I... And I mean... The way I am currently being paid fun fact for the viewers at home there's not very much money in radio, especially radio news um yeah, no, but that's the thing, right the way I'm being paid, I was like, yeah okay, like this isn't uh this isn't a real job, but it turns out it is, and it's a challenging job, and it has taught me a lot It's just where where to go next has might be becoming a bit more clear at this point.
0: Soon you'll be able to uh, you'll be able to afford a house of your very own down on uh, on Booty Lane. Okay, and... okay, <laughs> okay. Okay, um, you're gonna.
1: Okay, just to explain that. Do
0: we do we want to get into this yeah. or no 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 okay. no?
1: Here's the thing: we report major crashes, but on slow days we report everything. Right? If there was a crash anywhere, I'll say it on air. And then in Cambridge there was a cl- there was a crash at Lena Crescent and Booty Lane. And I was (laughs) like, I said out loud, I'm not going to say this on air because I'll crack up. And someone was like, do it. And I was like, oh, well, you convinced me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
0: So, I'm getting near We can of- never work together. We can never work together.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> no, we we have to work together.
0: I hope so.
1: I we hope will so. we will at some point. But um I'm getting near the end of my traffic report and I I see it coming up. I see the crashes and I'm going through them and I'm like, you know what? what's the worst that can happen? So I say it. I'm like, and we have a crash in Cambridge at Booty Lane. And the person across from me, because we all work in the same room, when I'm doing my traffic reports, there's like three to four other people in the room all with microphones at their desks. And I just go live from my desk, right? So, oh, it's like right at, like, out in
0: the newsroom? The yeah, newsroom. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, room. okay. Mm-hmm. I, thought you had like a, I thought you had like, a traffic booth or something. We do not. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't so... So I say it, and the
1: person across from me, I see them just turn around in their chair and as they're dying of laughter, like quietly. (laughs) But I keep trying to read the sponsor tag, and I see out of the corner of my eyes the other people start to laugh too. (laughs) And I just friggin' lost it. But but the fatal mistake I made was I was like, I'm not going to laugh on air. And so I kept moving my mic every time I lost my composure. So it was just like this chopped up. I can't even, it's hard to even describe how it
0: sounded. It sounds so terrible. Oh. With your permission, I will now insert it here.
1: Now, we do have a couple of crashes to watch out for in town. One of them is in Kitchener on Village Road between Westmount and Stony Brook, Brook Drive. Another one is in Cambridge at Sheldon Drive and Franklin Boulevard. And we have a crash in Cambridge at Lena Crescent and Booty Lane. If you spot traffic problems, call us hands-free at star four 40- zero at star 401 or tweet us at 570 traffic sketchly cleaners is now offering sketchly cleaners is now offering pickup and delivery service in Kitchener waterloo plus plus for the month of october save 20 save 20 off coats visit sketchly kw.ca for full details Enjoy the great weather. So and yes, that the- was the that that audio file is called the Booty Lane Disaster, and it is in the network folders at my workplace, saved forever
0: and enshrined. <laughs> Do you have like a collection of I like some of the greatest on air moments? Many clips. <laughs> But, like, from, like, other people that have, like, just also done the same thing and be like, oh, I did something really, like, stupid or funny. We'll have, like, a a master folder of, like, listen to these when you're out drinking or something.
1: Yes, we do have a master folder. It's called Ben. (laughs) (laughs) It's just my, my professional network folder is just full of these things. I'd
0: say that's Um, about
1: all the life updates I have, kind of.
0: Yeah, I should, on the topic of radio, I will bring up the thing that you kind of alluded to a while ago that that we didn't really get into. Um, For the last decade and a half or so, there is a gentleman who used to be the... I'm going to get this title wrong. I think he he was the Commodore or something of our local yacht club, which is like basically the leader of our yacht club. And he was trying to find a way to encourage people to join uh, this yacht club as well as get people where the, the island on which I live is known for being like a sailor's paradise. Um, Like the waterways around there, like it's, it's among some of the most sought after cruising spots um, in, in the world like that's not like a tropical place like the Bahamas or whatever. People love cruising through the Great Lakes and especially around, uh, around my island. So anyways, uh, he was like, what should we do to you know draw interest in that? And this guy does a trip down or did a trip down to the Bahamas every year on his boat. And one of the things that he loved was that there was a show on one of the marine radio VHF channels uh, called Cruiser's Net. And basically somebody would just go on and like talk about things that happened in the news and like maybe have a special guest on to talk about like boat maintenance tips or something. And he was like, you know what? Oh, and actually he was brought on at one point to, um, to report on news happening from Canada because there was a lot of Canadians that did that trip and stayed down there over the winters. And so they wanted to know what was happening back home. So he was like, I will do like the Canadian news for you. So like years later, he's in charge of this yacht club. And he's like, you know what? Let's start up our very own cruisers net right here. And so he got all of his licenses and whatnot. And he actually got blessing from the Canadian coast guard because what he does at the beginning and the end of every show is he opens up the channel for emergency and priority traffic so basically like if somebody is stranded somewhere and they're like my motors crapped out i need like an alternator does anybody have one that they can bring me and they're in the area and then like you'll have a boat like the next bay over be like oh yeah i've got one of those my parts bin i'll just cruise over to you and help you out or like um somebody on a board is like having a heart attack and somebody, cause you can't get cell phone reception. So it'll be like, can somebody relay my message to shore? And then like, you can like send out an air ambulance or whatever. Like these are just examples, not they've actually happened, but anyhow. So there's this public safety component to it. So every morning at 9am in July and August, our good friend Roy goes on the maritime radio and he does a show of things that are happening and the same thing like you'll have like experts on to talk about boat maintenance and like tips on things to see when you're in the area and he also has a segment uh, every day for like Canadian and international news and he does local news as well uh, on the day that our newspaper comes out because we are the local news source so I was like hey Roy I write this news so can I do some broadcasts with you and he was like hell yeah that would be great which i mean he he tends to be very supportive of me and other young people in general which is a good start but i mean at the end of the day it's also one less thing that he has to worry about so it was a win win so that's awesome dude he, that, so this guy's like this guy is pretty much
1: in his own way like a hidden gem slash canadian legend uh, but only to a niche amount of people
0: absolutely yeah he's like a like one of those uh one of those little hidden pieces of Canada's living history that uh, that you may learn more about in the future. So
1: yeah, and you and you get to share the airwaves with them.
0: Yeah, which is awesome. That's so, so it, cool. It was right near the end of the season when I started this, so I only ended up doing two newscasts with them. But um, I uh, I got the chance to like be on air for real because like I've done like I've done radio broadcasting classes and stuff, but I've never actually done like a live one shot, one opportunity uh, newscast to an actual listening audience. So it was like, there was probably upwards of a hundred boats there that were like all tuned into them with like, you know, two to five people on them each. So, there was a fair amount of people listening and it was so cool because there's also a few people that usually come in to, um, he actually uh, does the show where I live now. It was unfortunately before I was living there, but anyways, so he does the show in the bar portion of my hotel slash bar slash apartment buildings slash restaurant slash barbershop. Um, awesome so there's a few people that usually gather to like watch it live if they're docked in town or whatever and like after i finished like everybody was like clapping for me and they're like that was awesome and so that's always a nice little feather in your cap and little piece oh my of gosh coat. dude yeah you're
1: like you're like <laughs> oh my gosh you're gonna become a homegrown sensation
0: i yeah i i i don't know the the some people at the paper want to like create a segment called where's Warren where they just send me out to like random places of the Island. And it's just like, Hey, we're here today talking about X
1: and that's how awesome you should do that.
0: Well, I, we, we kind of started something similar to that last week, but um, I didn't, I didn't put myself on camera and I didn't really want my name affiliated with it simply just because I, I don't have any immediate plans to leave here but I know that it's not a forever home just because working in print isn't exactly what I want to be doing and so yeah. on the off chance that like some incredible opportunity comes up um in the next like short while and I'm not able to or, and like I have to move on it would suck to like just be starting up all this warren doing stuff branding and then being like warren's gone now here's somebody else to do it and we have to change everything so um but anyways, yeah. That's
1: very that's very kind
0: of you. Well, I, I'm just I don't know. It just it just makes sense. I don't think it's necessarily a thing of kindness. I think it just kind of makes sense.
1: No, it totally is a thing of kindness because there's no there's no uh, there's no disadvantage for you personally for people to miss you and for people to be like, oh wait, where is Warren? Because you left. <laughs> if, if anything, that's just that might be a bit more of a thing for the paper because they have to be like, well. Warren ran away, honey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to do? I did actually have my editor and her parents and her partner over for dinner for the very first time uh, to my tiny apartment. Yeah, I heated it up and everything. Um, And it was an absolute mission to get them all crammed into my space and like around my tiny kitchen table. But, uh, oh my god, did you guys eat in the bathroom? No, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't push that, but we could have. Um, Mistakes
1: yeah. were
0: made. Well, Opportunities were missed. What can I say? But it was, it was the first people I've really entertained at my apartment, so it was, it was really cool, and I hope that I get to entertain some, some more friends soon. Actually, my mom's coming up uh, this weekend, which uh, by the time this goes live, it might be afterwards, but yeah. so That's excellent. Yeah. Ah. So I have Wonderful. Yeah, and I have a pull out couch, so like if people do want to come to visit me, hint hint, uh anybody to our one listener, um I have a place for you to sleep. So keep that in mind. I also have a big bathroom like Ben wants to take, so
1: and a lot of snow.
0: Yeah, uh, yes, absolutely. Actually, I look outside. It is still blizzarding. The snow is coming down sideways. I am so jealous. Stop telling me that. <laughs> oh, I hope you get to see a snowy night uh, in a quaint community such as this.
1: I hope you get to see a snowy night. Yeah, I do, too. <laughs>
0: I mean, I've seen my
1: fair share of snow. I just miss it. I miss it so much. But this is apparently going to be a snowy winter.
0: Oh, okay. So. Well, I look forward to that then for sure. You know what I miss? I miss our snowy night walks home from school. Oh, going yeah. Through the forest. And then oh, yeah. if we didn't have a, if it wasn't too late, then we'd, you know, take a pause on the bridge. And yeah, that was fun. Yeah.
1: And talk about things. There were yeah. so many. That's the thing is there was like when we went to school together, there were so many good therapeutic talks with myself and Warren and uh our friends who we lived with oh everybody yeah it was crazy like the emotional connection that we actually you you don't run into people like that often and the chances of you moving in with them are even slimmer it was just such a blessed life to live yeah in our final three years
0: yeah yeah, we lucked out. That's for sure. And we had a great landlord to boot, which was, you oh, know, yeah. it wasn't like we even like had to bond over like, oh, he's so terrible or she's so terrible. Yeah, because <laughs> that just... sucks. Our landlord was incredible. He oh was so nice. Oh my yeah. And yeah. the
1: old ladies next door who gave us Starbucks gift cards when we left and they were yeah. so sad to see us go.
0: Did I tell you I visited, uh, I visited them a few months ago or in the spring or sometime when I was down? I think you did tell me that. Yeah, I was yeah. jealous of that. How are they doing? Uh, mixed. But I actually, I should follow up and, and see how things are there. It's been an hour and 13 minutes and 44 seconds, which is, I think, longer than we've ever done before. This is our longest podcast yet, and after a bit
1: of editing, it might be
0: longer or shorter. Oh, that is terrifying. Well, I guess if you're doing the cutting, then feel free to snip away at Will.
1: Hey, Will did nothing to deserve that.
0: I figured that's where we were going, but I wanted to let you take the lead on that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess for the purposes of the podcast, I will say I love you lots and I hope you take good care. And it was an absolute pleasure to chat with you once again. I love you too. And it was an absolute pleasure to chat in front of our one listener. Thanks, one listener. We do this for you. From Northern Ontario, I'm Warren. And from...
1: Is this Southern Ontario?
0: Yeah. You should say say Booty Lane, but... I... Stop. (laughs) Ha! (laughs) Ha! Oh, boy. At this point, I'm feeling like we should just stretch it out for another 15 seconds because, you know, nice even time frame, even though it's going to get slashed a bit. But, uh... Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one, which will hopefully be in less time. Thanks for tuning in. This has been ThunderDog Radio.